Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now in Ray's Juke Joint. We say Ray's because I'm here with myself, Ray the Barber, Elise, the Prodigy, and Eric, the Stat Man. And we're here in the Juke Joint. We want to welcome everybody that's listening to the Juke Joint. The lights are on, the drinks are flowing, and we're having a good time. Hope that you enjoy what you're listening to as we get started and embarking on something that the three of us are very excited about. Um, I want to introduce my co-hosts, my team, my guys, my gals, my whatever you want to call it, my people, right? And uh, Eric, how you feeling tonight? Tell us a little something about yourself and, 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 and where you are today. Yeah, uh, feeling good. Like, I'm excited, right? It's like first time, start of a new deal, and uh, got the butterflies a little bit, so I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy where we're going. I like to message and the stuff we're trying to deliver, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Outstanding. And Elise? What's good? What's good? I'm Elise. Um, I like sports, Chicago and Detroit, because I'm a byproduct of my parents. And uh, I think this will be a lot of fun. So let's go. Right. So so um, a little bit about how we came together. So uh, Race Duke Joint started as a space on Twitter. Um, one day that I just had a you know wild hair up my ass. I said, you know what? Let me just start a space. We're going to talk about some white socks while the game is going. And I thought it'd be a good to just start a space to where White Sox fans can come in and, and say their piece and, and talk about the team that they love and it has grown into something bigger than I think the three of us ever thought it would be and um, so we decided uh, after organically coming together because I would hear my two co-hosts speak in the space and I was like these are some smart individuals these are some people that I would love to align with to start something so I reached out to him and I said you know what let's uh how do you guys feel about starting a podcast together and Eric and Elise both said you know what let's freaking do it and here we are um uh we came up with a name initially um and due to due to just some um lack of um let's say I didn't do the proper due diligence about it um, we changed our name and we had to brainstorm about our name and what we came up with was the juke joint um, a place historically where people um, would come together and have a good time uh, outside of the normal places of the uh, for lack of better words stuck up people you know people come and let their hair down sweat it out and 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 and, and, and let the, the let the um, uh just let it just let it all hang out and that's what we want we want we want that and so when we run our space uh on twitter that's what we we have and then we've we've grown into a place where we have our regulars who we call our scumbags uh because they are freaking scumbags and they know it <laughs> but um, it's, it's more of a it's more of a, a moniker of love than it is uh the negative connotation of what a scumbag is but that's how we got started and, and we want to um, bring to you a, 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 a podcast that's stat-based. Not, not, we'll have our opinions and we will have our, 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 
our thoughts about the different teams that we're co- will be covering, uh, mostly Chicago-based sports. Um, we will talk about sports, especially uh, college football, because uh, Eric is is a huge um, uh, Cyclones fan down in Iowa State. Oh, wrong way, wrong way, Ray, wrong way. There you go, my bad. He's an Iowa guy. <laughs> He's a Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye guy. Hawkeye guy. Yeah. Scumbags that are the. Yeah, that's the other. That's the other two scumbags are three to come in. Yeah, that's them. That's... <laughs> so, you know, as Elise alluded to with her introduction, she she is, um, you know, a byproduct of her parents, um, being that her parents are from Chicago and from Detroit. So, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but we really want to kind of just go into. Uh, a realm of where we're not just throwing hot takes out there. We want to just bring some, uh, you know, things rooted and grounded in what we see on the TV screen as opposed to what say. So having said that, guys, we just finished a four-game set against the Cleveland... I was about to say the other name, but the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians, thank you. <laughs> we, just, we just ended a four-game set in which the White Sox split, Right. And uh, mm-hmm. having said that, we're coming close to the to the um, uh, trade deadline, and we're in the second half of the season. Uh, what did y'all think about the, um, the the games coming up to the All Star break, and then how the White Sox have come out after the All Star break? You want to go, Elise? Or you want me to go? Uh, I can go. Uh, sure. For me, like heading into like before getting to the all-star break we we actually talked about it in the spaces we had looked through like the schedule before the all-star break and we're like okay what games how many games should we win before going into break me i was like seven as long as they win half i'll be happy ended up winning more than that um and then after the break they start off slow because what they lost the first game right they first started off games. slow. Yeah. yeah, they lost the first two games, started off a little slow. Looks like they're trying to find their stride back. So we'll see if they can continue that momentum. But yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, I Eric. Mean, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, and I just want to expand a little bit on like what you know Ray was talking to about the Jew joint and stuff we had together too. Like the thing I love about the spaces and our uh, fellow scumbags too is just I mean I can see us, and we're going to do a lot of different stuff. I mean, we've been down, what's good scotch? What's good whiskey? What's good beer? Like, we've talked about cultural stuff. Like, so, like, it's going to be all sports-based, but we're going to have some fun in here, too. I promise you. I promise you. Uh, yeah, so, 19-game stretch we had against this, the Central. We went 10-9. and nine. Not fantastic. Not world-ending. It feels like I've been saying that now for how many ever games we are into the season. Um, I, you know, I was hoping for a little better showing just come right out of the All-Star break, but again, those are first two games back against the wall. They come out, they fight, they look good the last two games. So, I mean, we kind of are where we are. I feel like we're stuck in a rut, but I think there is promise and I think there's hope there for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that um, a, a lot of times that um, like you said, when we're in the spaces, we're kind of just talking about the now, but we also end up talking about the future. And having said that, um, with the trade deadline coming up, Eric, are there anything that you're hearing well, as far as roster construction? Because guess what? I saw it a couple times on Twitter as people are thinking that we're going to be carrying three catchers. And I'm, I don't know if, if they know uh, about roster construction and if they can 
even pull that off because uh, that leaves our infield kind of thin, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, long term, it's never a possibility. I mean, you take away all of your pinch hit chances, your pinch run chances, because you're only going to have one reserve. And you're trying to give a day off. Let's just say they try it. Say they try to give TA a day off and they play Garcia. Well, now on the bench, I don't have anybody that can play the infield for the rest of the game. I can't sub anybody out. I can't pinch hit. Can't do it. So, unfortunately, it's going to be an interesting choice, Sebi or Maguire. One of them is going to have to get cut. Um, neither one of them have an option left for uh, to be sent back down to the minors. I mean, I would lean that I think that Sebi gets cut. But, I mean, as soon as uh, Robert's back, I saw him running yesterday or whatever. So, I think that as soon as back, that deal is going to get started. Um, I think that one of them will have to be cut. Right. And then with that, uh, Elise, have you been seeing – you know these these injuries you know are they ever going to stop for the white Sox? what do you think no never they they always struggle with injuries anyway so i don't think it'll ever end hopefully you know they can get healthy and win win a couple games but uh injuries always plague them which i think is why their record is the way it is um but it, it's also a bummer because, you know, the season's coming to a close and we really need to win these games because it's not like we're leading the division. So I would be less worried if we were actually in first place, but we're not. So. And, 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 and I'll be remiss in our first episode uh, to not ask you guys, what got you into loving the sports that you love? I mean, what are the reasons at least? What, what, why? You know, other than your parents, like when you watch it, what do you feel? Like now that I've started to get back into baseball again, like I just feel whole. Like I like sports, so like I like having sports in my life. So like I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of boring before I like started watching baseball because the summer would hit, and then like after the NBA finals, you're like, oh, there's nothing until like the end of July when training camp starts and all that. But starting to get back into baseball, it's like at least there's something I can turn on and like watch, and, you know, everything. So it makes me happy. I just like I just like sports in general. And so I'm like, OK, you know, growing up, you kind of just go go with the flow, go with what your parents say. So, you know, that's how I ended up with the teams I like. So there you go. Eric, Eric what about you, buddy? Yeah, so like, you know, I grew up, my dad, who, uh, you know, people see on the Twitter profiles, on my Twitter profile, uh, means the world to me. Like, he grew up in an era where, in southwestern Iowa, grew up on a farm, played ball himself, played in the rodeo, rodeo fairgrounds. He'll be happy to tell, about it, tell you about it if you ever ask him. But uh, he's the best. And he grew up in an era where the Sox were on WGN. Harry Carey was the announcer. They were on the free TV, and he grew up a White Sox fan. So, like, when I was a kid, and I know I'm going to age myself here some, but, you know, we couldn't watch the games. There was no MLB.com. There was no, like, streaming services. There was no. We were in the back, you know, on a boom box with aluminum foil on the end of the deal because he thought that helped us pick it up better. On the deck, turning the radio every three or four ways, trying to pick up every second or third word. And then, you know, like, as you guys know, and some of the people in spaces know, you know, I've always ran a lot of my own business and my own things. So the business side and the front office side and like the stuff like I live and sleep like the White Sox baseball, like the offseason and a trade deadline are two of my favorite times. Like the one thing I love about baseball is it's pretty much year round. 
you might get like, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas off, but the winter meetings are, you know, in late December. And you know, spring training opens in February. Like it almost never stops. So for me, it's pretty much White Sox are around the clock and it's the future, what it can look like, rejecting players, front office needs, front office wants and wishes, like that type of stuff is what drives and why I enjoy watching the games. Right. So, so having said that, um, uh, you guys have a um, opportunity now to talk about a little bit of what the White Sox just did, which was the draft. How did y'all feel about the uh, the draft that just happened? I mean, the White Sox came away with a, a, a shit ton of pitchers, right? But uh, one in particular was kind of a, a, a lot of people were up in arms about that the very first pitcher that they picked, the first round draft pick. Um, after now, Noah Schultz. Schultz. So, so after after a few days, I don't know. Has it been like a, almost um, it's been a week. week? It's been a week. Yeah, week. Ahead. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's been a week. Um, how do you guys feel that the White Sox did with their draft? I mean, now that I learned that it's like not based off need, I guess they get a an A minus for me. Like, I'm just like all these pictures though, like, I guess. I just felt like I hate it because I'm like, I feel like they should have done it based off need because, like, pitcher to me is not a need. Like, catcher would have been a need or, like, second base would have been a need. But, I mean, they took that dude from Arkansas. I forget his name. Uh, I think he's a second baseman. Don't quote me on that, though. But, um, yeah. I, I guess the pitching school that that first pick was a head scratcher because I had never like he wasn't on most radars, but he's like six foot seven, so he's like really tall, really lengthy kid. So maybe he pans out hopefully. Yeah, I think for me, um, you you know how buzzed I was, you know, trying to come into the draft and all the stuff and stuff I was reading like. I don't think I get the first pick and I get why everybody was, uh, you know, question a little bit. Like, let's talk about it. Baseball prospects rankings. Our first round pick was number 51. Our second round pick, Paulette kid out of Arkansas. He was number 38. Our third round pick, Cannon, great name for a pitcher, right? He was number 46. So why is the kid number 51 going in the first round? And it, then the two kids that are ready to hire him going to second or third round. So this is the most confusing thing about baseball drafts that people don't understand. So the Nathan Schultz kids committed to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, as everybody knows, if you follow any college, college sports, I mean, they just put out great teams after great teams after great teams down at Vanderbilt. They're a pitching school, they're a pitching deal. So they had to draft Schultz in the first round to be able to offer him enough money to get him out of his commitment to Vanderbilt. Because if they draft him in the third round, he's only making 600000 He's probably like, forget it. I ain't staying. Draft him in the third round. The kid gets 2.8. He's like, you know what? I'll go ahead and join your organization for the 2.8. So for me, it's not any individual pick that I'm excited about. But I'm excited about the top three picks and accumulative all parts. Because if you look at it, the way the White Sox manage the signing bonus structure, they overpaid, overslot for all three guys. I don't think the last two and three have signed, but they will sign and it'll be over slot. The way they did it, they got three top 51 prospects is the way I look at it. Are any of them flashy or any of them in the top 20 or in the, you know, not, I'm in the top 35? No, it's not a great overall individual. Can't be like, man, I can't wait for that kid. But you tell me I can go three rounds, which had plus comp picks. So yeah, hundred plus picks and we got three in the top 51. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think it was a good strategy and uh, hopefully it pays off. 
Well, you know, um, it, 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 it comes up to a point where when we were, we were looking at White Sox Twitter, because that's where we that's where we met. That's yep. that's where it all happens, right? Twitter, and yep. uh, White Sox Twitter is a is a different place uh, from Bears Twitter. It's a different place from uh, from from Bulls Twitter, so on and so forth. White Sox Twitter is just a wild, wild west. But having said that, um, a lot of people had different things to say, especially when it pertains to Rick Hahn. Um, but if you really look at it, um, this is just an opinion that I'm going to throw out there. Rick Hahn has a team that he built on the field right now, and he's still doing the work. Um, the team that we root for every day essentially was all done by Rick Hahn. I mean, am I wrong, Eric? No. I mean, you're looking at what his vision, and you know, Kenny's still involved, of course. I mean, you can hear it even, you know, when you listen to Hans Presser, he's still involved, but you're looking right now at, you know, this is probably supposed to be the first year the window was open. Last year, they weren't even fair to win the division. This is probably supposed to be the first year. Obviously, got off to a slow start. People are going to freak out and go crazy, but you're seeing his vision right here, and you're seeing the product they wanted to put together. Um, and I know people are gloom and doom, but like, let's talk a little bit about some stuff. Uh, there's a great site out there. It's Projects 538. They update the expected live results after every final baseball game, and they give you how they think the season's going to end. Right now, they got the Twins finishing 86 and 76, and the White Sox finishing 85 and 77. Twins got a 44% chance of winning the division. The White Sox have a 38. So yeah, have we played terrible? Yes. Are we a little bit behind the eight ball? Yes. Do you have reason to be disappointed? Yes. But you're one game predicted to finish behind a deal. Like it's a long ways from over. It's a long ways. And I think a, a lot of people have to keep that in mind, especially if you were to take a gander at the White Sox schedule as opposed to the other two teams that are above us right now. Um, it's a favorable schedule for the White Sox coming up. Um, we have a, uh, is it a three or four? No, it's a three game. It's a three game set coming up against Colorado. And then. Just two, right? Just two. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh, it's a two game set against Colorado. Just two. Oh, sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, it's a two game set against Colorado. And then we go into a, um, we go into a three game set, which I'm, let me let y'all know something. I'm pretty fucking excited about that Oakland series because I will be in attendance for my first game of the year on my birthday, July 31st. Uh, and I'm bringing some guys from White Sox Twitter. A couple of the scumbags are going to be there with me. Um, so, yeah, that Oakland series is kind of special. Um, I can't wait to get to the rate um, to uh, see my White Sox live next Sunday. So uh, I, that that's going to be awesome. That'll be great. Yeah, it's That's gonna awesome. Great. It's gonna be we're, great. We're putting you on assignment. Yeah, yeah. Videos and I, 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 I might run the space from from from. I might hop on the space from out there. If one of y'all. Yeah, we're, uh, we're putting you on assignment. You know, out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the Justin and Andre are gonna be out there with me. Uh, a couple of my coworkers, my mother, my dad, um, uh, my stepdad, I should say, um, um, and uh, my sister and my wife. We're all gonna be out there at the stadium. July 31st. So if you listen to this podcast and uh and you're at you're at the game, come find me. I don't know exactly where I'm gonna be parking at, but I'm definitely know I'm gonna be in, in, in section 143. So come holler at me. Um having said that, uh Elise, um let's go. 
we're gonna move a little bit away from the from the White Sox right now, right? Uh, right. And this week we have Bears training camp. How you feeling about oh. the Bears start? Oh, I just need the season to start because Bears Twitter it has me exploding. Oh my goodness. Ugh. I, I don't know. People What's are just freaking on? out for no reason. Did they freak out? Because people are freaking out for a 90-man roster. I'm like, the f- roster ain't even finalized. And people assume this team is going to be bad or good. And then you have the people that are optimistic are being told, you can't be optimistic because this team totally stinks. I'm like, what are we basing it off of? We haven't played a game yet. How do we know this? So, you know, I'm just waiting for the for camp to start, waiting to see how everyone looks. You know, and just waiting for the season to start so so the roster gets finalized and I can actually finally, for real, be like, okay, what's this team going to do? How do they match up with the other teams they're playing? Because they find somebody somebody to work somebody out or something like that. Yeah, they worked out Michael Schofield. He played guard for the Chargers last season. Um, He was actually rated ninth in pass block last season amongst all guards. So, like, there was, like, 80 guards they they did rankings on and he was ninth in pass guard position everybody wants to keep talking about which i'm like it's really not that big a deal because again it's 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 like i said it's a 90-man roster right now so you know and if if this team is supposed to be bad like everyone says it is why does it matter who our right guard is right and here see you know so yeah, here's the other thing. This is my this is my thought about the offensive line for any football team, right? I think that the uh the 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 majority of the teams in the NFL worry about edge rushers, right? So that means mm-hmm. you have to have at least two good book end tackles, right? Yeah. And then right. you need to have a smart guy, a tough guy in the middle at center. And I think yeah. you need to have talent at left and right guard, but they're not as important. As they're the, not, not in my opinion. That's my opinion. But, but Eric, you come from a state and you root for a team down there in Iowa uh, with the with the Hawkeyes that is known for producing offensive linemen. How does uh, what's his name, Coach France? France? Yeah, yeah. You guys I, just like you guys just let go of the one you guys drafted. I, I, you know what, Jay, Daniels. Daniels I, was. I, uh, I enjoyed. Daniels was supposed to be good. I, was I, to be he good. was. He was. I, the problem is they. They moved him to guard instead of keeping him at center. He should have played center because that's what he came out as. And he was one of the best centers coming out of college. Yeah. Then they moved him to right guard and it just didn't really work out. Yeah, I never I never liked that move. I never understood how you pull a guy. Eric, tell me. When he was at he played three years at Iowa. Am I right? Yeah. And he did he start all three of them? Started day one. He started day one at center. Which is rare, which I know is college, but for Iowa offensive lineman to start day one being a true freshman, it's rare. It's rare. And then you bring him to Chicago and you put his, you put that man at freaking right guard on an offensive line in lieu of someone, you know what? Well, I'll bring up well if you remember though, they did that a lot because Cody Whitehair was also center at one point and then they stopped putting him at center and they kept moving him around and they finally just left him at left guard. But I'm just yeah. like- Yeah, well, I wasn't, I wasn't too upset about Cody because after like watching him do at least 10, maybe 12 snaps in the, out the shotgun, I was like, yeah, I'm good on him at center. You feel me? But the thing was though, and like, I think that's another thing people don't realize, with, especially with the offensive line last year, 
Daniels and Whitehair had to not only guard their man, but also Sam Mustafer's because Sam Mustafer was a terrible lineman who was playing center. Like he's good at line calls, but like he couldn't block his man for like crap. So like they had to block their man and then they had to block Mustafer's. So it's like the line was just terrible as a whole for that reason. And so, you know, hopefully coaching helps this team a lot. I think uh, our two tackles are going to be Borman Jenkins. Everyone's talking about Braxton Jones and freaking out that uh, I, really I guess Tevin Jenkins got demoted. Rookie right now, starting him. No, I said, I said, guys, I don't think Jenkins got demoted. I just think they're keeping him at right tackle and they're trying to see what they're going to do with Borm if they're going to have him swing and play left and right. Um, but I, I really don't think uh Jenkins will be second string like everyone's freaking out that he'll be so 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 Eric go, going back to your Hawkeyes like I said the the coach y'all got has been known to to produce offensive linemen why is he so good at bringing offensive linemen that are NFL caliber type yeah guys? yeah so that's what he was uh he was a the offensive line coach for Bill Belichick back for the Cleveland Browns he was an NFL offensive line coach that's what he was He's got three kids that played it. One of his kids is still playing for the Patriots on the offensive line. Like it's just in his blood and it's just in his culture. And that's what it, that's what it is. So I was surprised when every year it feels like Iowa takes an athlete and gets him in the center position. And I was, I was surprised that Bears tried to move him over because like he's supposed to be athletic enough, supposed to be able to handle that position. Like I think he was drafted, what, like ninth? Yeah. Uh, I think, I, thought, I, I believe it so. I believe it was ninth in the two. It was somewhere in there. Like he was supposed yeah. to be like the center for the next ten years or fifteen years of it. They didn't draft him to play right guard. You don't take a right guard ninth. Like you know, you no. take a center ninth. Well, he played center a, f- a few times. Yeah, but, but like he would good. only play it if if people were if injured. You were in. There you go. And then yeah. they would push him back to right guard, and I'm like, it just don't make sense. So, okay. so I ran. So before we started, I looked up some stuff because uh, you know, for you guys to chat about. So. I probably have a shocker for you. Uh, I went to DraftKings Sportsbook. Somebody wants to fact check, you know, and someday DraftKings Sportsbook can sponsor us. We'll give them shots out on the podcast. But uh, I went here. NFC North odds. Packers minus 190. So what that means for anybody maybe this new, you'd have to bet 190 to win 100. Whatever number I say is involved around 100. If it's a plus, you get that back. If it's a minus, you get to put up more than that to get the 100. Vikings second plus 265. I don't think that surprises anybody that those are the two clear cut favorites in the division. Third place, Detroit. Detroit. Line. Stop it. No. Stop it. They're lying to the. And see, this is my problem. This is, this is my problem. Because I watch, I watch both. Holy shit. They are out of their gourd, okay? They are out of their gourd for a couple reasons. Jared Goff is not the answer at quarterback. I don't care what nobody says. Two, oh my. Hold on. They're the Lions, bro. You're telling me DraftKings has Packers, Vikings, Lions, then my Bears. Yeah, they lying. They on crack. Detroit, Detroit's plus 1,000, so you bet 100, you win 1,000. And they got the Bears all the way down to plus 1,400. You bet 100, you win 1,400. They got them significantly different, lower than the Lions. So so here's here's my thing with that, right? And and, and I, and I, so, so just for our listeners, uh, if you knew, well, everybody's freaking new. This is our first episode, but right. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, we will be doing sports betting because uh, we yeah. have a couple betters uh, on our panel here, 
Uh, and we do look at the numbers and everything like that. So we will be doing sports betting on the pod. And then we're going to go through something later um, with, the, with the guys um, uh, that, that I don't participate, but my co-host Eric and Elise, they both participate in fantasy football. We're going to get Oh, to- yes, sir. Yes, but, sir. Um, and, 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 and you know what? I ain't going to go there. But having said that, that's outrageous. That is outrageous. And, and, and I don't understand how anyone could look at this team um, and not be objectively um, looking at it as where, you know, the coaching last year was a detriment to the talent because the talent on this team last year was there. And and mind you, um, I was on with Greg, with, with Greg, uh, with Greg Braggs, with Braggs in the stands. And we really had about three uh, superstars that, um, well, I would say superstar. We had three stars that didn't really play last year. Khalil Mack, Allen Robinson, and Akeem Hicks. The ones that really kind of led the team on both sides of the football. And they didn't play. And they didn't play for a lot of reasons. And Allen Robinson didn't play. Um, they, they, he got a raw deal, and I'm just going to leave it at that. But having said that, coaching does play a big part. And not for us apparently. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna suck anyways. Don't well, matter. I don't know at least because I mean I can't I can't see it. I can't see someone coming. I can't either, but apparently if if I can't see it that way, that's too optimistic. I have to think this team is only winning five games. So I'm at the right now where I'm like, you know what? I'ma just let a game happen first before I say anything because what? I'm not wasting my breath anymore. Yeah, you brought it up. You brought it up, Elise. So I pulled this up too. Regular season total wins. We can go through the whole NFC North. They got the Packers winning 11 games. You can bet over or under. They got the Vikings winning nine games. They had Detroit winning six and a half games. Yeah, right. And they have the Bears winning six and a half, but the juice is so heavy, they're basically saying it's going to be six. They don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I don't know how Detroit's winning six games when two of their losses is going to be against the Bears, but okay, keep going. Six and a half, they said. They're going to win seven yeah, if you have to win it all. Seven. 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 So, they ain't winning seven. So, so here, Stop with that. So, I mean, the thing about it is, I went through the schedule when I was on with Braggs, and I went, I was, I went through the schedule uh, in the space, and I, I can't see the Bears being that bad, only because um, Coaching beating talent equals in my eyes, right? Now, and Matt for me, comes from. Oh, oh, keep going. Matt Eberflus comes from a coaching tree that came to Chicago and had sustained success. As in, he comes from the Dungey tree, right? The Marinelli tree, right? Yeah. He comes from that tree, um, and 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 Lovey Smith came from that tree. And the Bears decided in their infinite wisdom after a 10 and 6 season to let Coach Smith go, right? And we've mm-hmm. been downhill from there. So, having said that, this coach right here, when he came in, he was impressive in his press conference. He impressed Ryan Poles, the GM, enough to, to, to have him um, hire him as the head coach. And his principles, his style, his everything is conducive to what Chicago football looks like. Because at the end of the day, we came from an era where the 85 Bears was a dominant defense. And then we went mm-hmm. into another era 
when Lovey Smith got here as a dominant defense. And this mm-hmm. guy has yet to field a, 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 a less than top 15 defense since he Top 10. Well, I, I I looked at it, and it, there was if you go overall defense, yeah, you can say that. But then you say, not overall defense. Uh, you can say that with scoring defense, but not overall defense. Um, but scoring defense is probably the most important stat. So the top ten defense and scoring defense, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you keep your your team at a certain. That's because they'd be like top three in turnovers every year. Right, and then, then that <laughs> it back to where we are as a as a as a fan base. Like this is the teams that we love to watch because we were never more excited when uh, Coach Smith coached teams got us turnover after turnover after turnover, after mm-hmm. turnover right? And then mm-hmm. you don't even want to talk about what the 85 Bears did. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, but, well, okay. <laughs> but I mean, you know, um, so so that man, Eric, you just you just you just broke my heart. Not even broke my heart, you didn't break my heart. You 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 just like hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You like hurt, you hurt my brain. From all the stuff, like first of all, like let me just say like it's impressive not being from Chicago. First of all, like, and I've said this a couple of times now, it's impressive how the Bears are just the Kings. Like, of course. I mean, it's July 4th, and they're predicted to win six and a half games, and the spaces half a time turn into Bears spaces. I'm like, what is everybody so excited about? Like, I don't get it, you know, whatever. But the passion for the Bears fans, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. It's impressive. But yeah, no, when I read it, I actually had to double check. I'm like, is that right? This is going to be interesting for the show. This is going to be interesting for the show, for sure. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, DraftKings don't know because they don't watch the games. Well, like I, I watch both game. teams. I watched every game. I yeah, don't think people talk. When we get to the bowl stuff either, but I'll let you know when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for, for me, um, I'm not surprised that they have the Bears ranked last because, according to national media, we're the worst team in the entire NFL. I don't know what we're basing this off of. Like I said, no roster's been finalized for me to determine that. But um, apparently, you know, we have no weapons outside of Darnell Mooney. So, you know, you know, Justin Fields is going to run for his life again, apparently. Like, we haven't even seen the offensive line yet, but all right. And uh, our, apparently, scheduling coaching doesn't matter. So, we're so still only going to... You're telling me, at least, that you're betting over... The Bears six and a half wins. Yes, and you're betting I'm, under. Yes, and you're betting under the Lions six and a half wins. Yes, I am, and I do it every year and end up right in every year. So yes, I am. You want you want to ask me that question, Eric? Yes, sir. I got a feeling I want to know the answer, but I would love to ask you the no, same no, question. No, no, no. You're goddamn right. I'm I'm picking the over because this is a fucking dog shit schedule, right? It it it, 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 it You know what? I'm picking the over. I went through the schedule. I came up anywhere between. I, I just said anywhere. I got between. seven to ten wins, depending on health. Absolutely, and that, depending that's on health. The part, but seven to ten wins for me is is the. That, is where and I tell people the only way we win less than seven is if somebody major is injured. Otherwise, we're not winning less than seven. We're just right. not. And and, and 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 so having said that. You know, I'm, I, I will. I will definitely take the over. Um, and you know, anybody else can you know can, can take a flying leap because I think they're they're just crazy to think that this team would just digress in that manner. 
So, yeah, I don't want to defend it. Yeah, so the Bears do have one alternate line on the regular season wins. You can bet over seven and a half and get a plus 225. I'm, 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 so if you think ooh, that they can win eight games, you can bet 100 to win $225. Out. I'm, wow. If you think they I'm can win eight games. Fucking blue chip. Uh, like I said, it depends on health. Uh, I don't know if I'd pull that trigger yet. Oh, I'm pulling that trigger. I'm fucking. <laughs> it depends on health. I mean, I don't know if I'd pull that trigger. The, yet. Only, the only reason they wouldn't make there if 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 Justin got hurt. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm like I wouldn't pull that trigger. Yet. I don't thing. know that. I don't think. I don't think Jeff. I don't think Jeff. You know what? I'm not even gonna go into the injury because it's another scumbag out there. That looks at injuries in a, in, a, in a different way, but we're not even going to talk about that. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah, that depends. The, well, the, the the three kings had a uh, they they came out with something, and they they were talked about this um, the same subject we we're talking about, and um, they they brought up a lot of good points about where this team is going. But one in particular was the signing of Nikhil Harry, and and the fact that nobody. In the NFL was a name before they became a fucking name. I say that all the time, but apparently like, like, <laughs> that like don't nobody, matter. nobody was a name, Elise. Nobody. I know. I mean, like, so, you're you're not telling me anything you know, I don't know. You know, you know, Trevor Lawrence came in with a little fanfare from Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, and, I, and look at how his rookie season was. So. I used to live in South Carolina, and, and you know, they they used to talk a lot of you know, but they also had another kid down there named Taj Boyd. Where is he? You feel what I'm saying? So, um, I, I used to love Taj Boy, at, you know, just as a shameless, you know, little thing I felt. You I, know, we're I, talking about a little bit of this in the spaces because I, I say it all the time. I think people fell in love with Justin Herbert's rookie season. And in real, in, in actuality, that was an anomaly that usually doesn't happen, especially with rookie quarterbacks. Like, he had a really phenomenal season. And so I feel like everyone feels like that has to be the standard now, and that's just not true for every quarterback. Like, it really depends on, like, every quarterback's different. So, you know, to say, like, oh, man, you know, Justin didn't do this, that, and the third, I'm like, but he's not Justin Herbert. I'm like, Justin Herbert had an anomaly season. Like, he played great. But I'm like, also, Justin Herbert's never been in the playoffs. So what are these numbers really doing besides, you know, like, putting up these stats, I guess, for the Hall of Fame. Like, so, you know. So, I mean, I mean, I don't understand the whole... A, a rookie, a rookie coming into the NFL has probably the biggest learning curve. A, 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 a rookie quarterback has the absolute largest learning curve. It's a Some do. Some do, but I would argue now, especially now that it's a passing league, a lot of these... Uh, quarterbacks have adjusted a lot quicker like if you know like I know Patrick Mahomes only played like one game but like his sophomore season like he he played really well like and uh, you know he just dominated I think the really only recent uh rookie we've seen struggle uh was Josh Allen who didn't really pop off until last season uh last season where he had like an elite season, season Josh Allen? what was that his third season last yeah. year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a learning curve to me. He had a learning curve. He was, so, he, he was shit, his rookie season. Yeah, he was. His first his first season, yes, he was. He was total. He was not good. But he, I feel like back then people were more patient. Like I said, I think 
Patrick Mahomes and Herbert have really accelerated that all. The quarterback needs to be good by like their second season. I'm like, but not every quarterback's like that. So, you know, and it so it puts these unmounted pressures on all these young quarterbacks. And I'm like, give them a chance. You know, you got to give them time. Some some quarterbacks need more times time than others. I felt the same way with uh, Trevor Lawrence and. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think they're the same way. I don't think they'll have great, like, they'll improve, obviously, but I don't think they'll have, like, second-year leaps that jump off the page where everyone's like, ooh, they're going to be really, really good. Right. So, so you know, I think I think that's a good place for us to uh, take and, you know, we got to keep the show going. And I think right. that, uh, you know, the Bears started training camp. Actually, I think the rookie started today. They started yesterday. yesterday. They reported to camp yesterday. Jaquan Brisker is not at camp right now, though, because he has yet to sign his rookie contract. And, and, and people are freaking freaking out about that. It happened. It's not that big a deal. Year, like stop. It happened. Ro- it happened with Roquan Smith. He ended up missing the entire training camp and still had a great rookie season. So I'm not worried about it. You know, that kid is. He has a chance to be uh, uh, a special kid just by looking. You know, when, he, when the Bears draft them, I think everybody. When, when, when somebody gets drafted, I don't care what league it is. You know, it could be uh, the, the White Sox. It could be the Bears. It could be the Bulls. When they get drafted, the first thing fans do is go to the highlight reels. They go to YouTube, type in their name, and they find out that this kid is either a baller or he was shit or whatever. But, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but at the end of the day, to me, to me, this is just my opinion, and I think I think others have this opinion. I think, I, maybe matter of fact, you know, I think I heard uh, on the Three Kings podcast they said the same thing about the NFL. But when you make it to one of these major sports leagues, you're good, right? Nobody's really a scrub. He's a scrub, and but I think these freaking, you know, uh, uh, keyboard warriors and these fucking uh, the, Twitter nerds, yeah, people that sit in their, you know, in their dungeons and they just want to troll. Um, they, they and they have never played any of these sports, um, or even been a part of an organization or anything like that. They just say whatever comes to their fucking head about it, <laughs> and, and they say he's trash. Like, how can you say that? You know what I'm saying? The problem. I've been trying to argue this for Bears Twitter all week. The worst, the worst, the worst starting quarterback in the league is the 32nd best in the world. You see what I'm saying? So the probability, <laughs> exactly. the probability of you making that 32, the probability of you making it to one of these sports major leagues um, is probably Very slim. the hardest thing. And then to to call somebody trash that has worked their whole life with their family, with themselves, with their coaches, with whoever, to sit up and just say they're, they're trash is just... I, 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 I've never been that way. I, dude, are there people that I don't like? Yeah, but I ain't gonna sit there and call them trash. You know what I'm saying? But um, having said that, um, Elise, uh, yeah. we stand with you. Uh, <laughs> we just ended summer league with the Chicago Bulls. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know you. I know you watched. Did you watch every game? Uh, I watched three games out of five because two days I had to work. Okay, but did you see the championship? But I mean, they, I don't even know how they do it. They didn't play in the championship because they lost the tiebreaker to the Knicks. So they ended their summer league four and one. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. But what did mm-hmm. you see anything that was promising other than the injury to our rookie? 
Oh yeah, Dalen Terry. The 18th pick. They said he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. It was it was a hamstring. He's all right. He'll be ready for camp. Um, Marco Semenovich, the Bulls' uh, draft pick from last year, their, their uh, draft pick from last year. He was actually really. He looked really good. Um, he was a double double machine the entire summer league. I think he could be a good piece off the bench. He gained some weight, so that's good. He he gained some weight, so he looks bigger. He added muscle, so uh, I think it, he could be a good depth piece off the bench. Um, you know, it's summer league, so a lot of it is guys trying to make teams, whether it's for that team or other teams. So, you know, Terry looked good in the games I saw him play. After, you know, the first game, because the first game he didn't really do much. He kind of, like, deferred to everyone else. But, like, once everyone's like, no, it's okay, like, shoot the ball, that's when he, like, went off and everything. So, you know, he's, uh, he looked good. He looked solid. Um, I don't know where he'll fit in the depth chart because they have him as a guard slash forward. And we have a lot of guards right now. So, you know, maybe they'll slide him at the three as a, as a, as a three to, you know, like, give spot minutes for, like, DeRozan, you know, when he's being benched or something. So, I'm just happy they re-signed Zach for his money. He got paid. So, that was a good thing. I think the city of Chicago, as a majority, really wanted Zach to come back. And and I think Zach wanted to come back. So, I think that's a big That's a big plus. So, yeah, and then I had to watch a couple of my uh, my local guys. You know, there's two guys that got drafted in the draft this year that I actually knew personally. Um, one actually got drafted by the Pistons, so that's kind of funny. Jaden Ivey. Yeah, Jaden Ivey got drafted, and then my guy Blake Wesley. So I was mostly watching them for the summer league, but, you know, it was good. It was good, you know. Like I said, it's just a lot of guys trying to make a team, so... Oh, th- another surprise actually for the Bulls was Makir Maker. He's actually Thon Maker's cousin. He actually looked pretty solid. And I'm wondering, like, me and my dad were talking about this. We're wondering if they should give up Malcolm Hill's two way and sign Makir Maker to a two way because he's a big. He's like, and I feel like that's what they they lack. You know, they did sign Andre Drummond to that deal, but uh, I feel like they still could use more more big men. You know, they still can't. Tony Bradley, Tony Bradley opted in. Um, I don't know if they'll keep Tristan Thompson or not, but um, he he was a good he was a surprise as well. Justin Lewis, who was their two way guy they signed this season, he was solid as well from Marquette. So there's a, there was some nice young pieces I like that kids. I saw for the summer. Most kids are going to tough kids. Yeah, so and then, he's a name to look out for too, Justin Lewis. So yeah, and then with the Tristan Thompson thing. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, he 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 has a lot on his plate. This is uh, oh my gosh, he's got a lot. Yeah, on his plate. yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. So 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 um so Eric and Elise um we've talked about socks. We've talked about the Bulls. We talked about the Bears. Um. Real quick though, Eric, before we go into this next little um, little spot or whatever, um, since the All Star break, have you looked at the the numbers for our pitching staff as far as ERA is concerned, and and what are you projecting for the end of the year? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen, I mean, since the All-Star break, obviously, you know, Toledo had a tough start, you know, whatever. Um, Cueto, you know, wasn't fantastic. Um, Lynn looked super good. Big spot, big spot, big game. Um, looks great. Dylan Cease um, continues to just maybe end up being just the leader of the staff. Like, he just shows up again today. I mean, like, they even, they even hit him today pretty good, and he uh, still ended up, you know, just working his way around. Like, he was a pitcher today and not a thrower, and I think his growth has been – he's been – we had to have it. We had to have it with the squad and where we currently sit to have a chance. But I mean, is he is, is Dylan Cease going to end the year – with a with a sub two ERA, I mean, uh, that's I would say no, but I do think I do think there is a chance you can maybe make an argument he for sure maybe ends up being game one or game two starter. When if he would have asked me to come in the season, he would have been game four and possibly coming out of the bullpen. I mean, that's the kind of movement that he made coming into what you know projections were. He, there's a great article uh, out there, and I'm going to butcher his last name, I'm sure, but I'll send it out on Twitter. But, you know, uh, I think it's Cyrus is how you say it, but he writes for The Athletic. He talks about how in late May, he changed his grip on the slider. And his slider depth and slider movement now, like it's the most dominant pitch in baseball right now. Like it had like a, I didn't look today, but last time I saw it, like a negative 20 run value. And that is <laughs> elite of elite. Like, he literally, there's nothing they can do with it. And he's almost got two versions of it. And I was concerned about um, Cease still, you know, maybe in the back of my mind, still a little am just because his fastball's got to hit so hard um, over the course of his career. But he's figured out a way to get him off his fastball. He's throwing more sliders than he has fastballs. Like, so, I mean, like, he's figured out a way to, to, do, to do some damage with that. And to see that change come, you know, he had one walk today. I mean, I know Cleveland's an aggressive team, but a lot of times that's not Dylan's thing. I think, you know, he's leading the league, and I believe in walks, or he was, or he's right up there for sure if he's not. So, I mean, I think we're seeing him grow in front of our eyes, and it's going to be fun to see how far he can go. Right. So, um, I, I think that the Sox have a chance. I was telling somebody on Twitter, um, pitching and defense, right? The Sox are not a great defensive team, but I think that they're – a serviceable defensive team when healthy, uh, but their pitching is 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 elite. Basically, you have it. You have at least three pitchers that will get you where you want to be. And if Geo and Lynn are on point for a series, you're winning that fucking series just because of the pitching, because yeah. of bullpen depth. And then people are like, "Oh, you're spending thousands and millions and blah, 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 freaking money on the on the bullpen, but you're able to bring." You can get your pitcher to the sixth inning, and then you bring in Raylo, Graveman, Kelly. Uh, bummer when he comes back. Um, uh, uh, and then you you ultimately bring in Liam Hendricks. Like that that's your ideal situations for playoff baseball, in my eyes. I don't know. How yeah. About that. Yeah. No, I I agree, and I agree. Um, Let's just come back to some of the bull stuff because I want to give you guys some odd stuff here in a minute. But Boy. I agree with you. I think this White Sox are set up better for the postseason and short series than they are long series. If you can take, like, you can run game, game five series and I can throw the ceases one of them for sure, right? 
go ahead and pick whoever you want to for a second and a third. If maybe Flynn gets hot, if Gio gets hot, if Kopech gets hot, if Guaido's still dominating, then I get to use those guys too out of relief and add them to the bullpen you've already mentioned. I am a little concerned about Bummer. It sounds like it's September now. He's not coming back. And we all know like those lap muscle things can be tricky from time to time. You know, whatever. Doesn't mean he's handling that so well. But I know it's going to drive... White Sox Twitter crazy and they're going to be upset, but you talked about the trade line, trade deadline coming up here a week from Tuesday. They're going to add more pitching. And I know everybody's going to be mad. They ain't add no outfielders. They ain't going to add probably no second baseman. They're going to go out and they're going to add more pitching and everybody's going to be mad. Are you sitting up here that we're not getting, we're not getting, uh, what's my guy's name? Uh, God, what's the guy's name we everybody been talking about? Juan Soto? No, Drury. We should- we're not getting Drury. We're not getting. He's a great fit. He would fit in. He would help with the slugging stuff. But I'm not saying they're not going to shop over there. Of course they'll be in. But the focus is going to be, if you look, is going to be you to run a front office correctly. And if you look at what teams try to do, they try to strengthen their strengths. I also think it's a good life advice. I think too many people worry about things that go wrong. Just keep doing the things you do right. Everything will work out for you. Stay in your lane. Do the things you do right. Like so they're going to try to strengthen their strengths. So they're going to add more pitching because Kopech going to be on an inning limit. Cueto, how many starts does he have in him, right? He's an aging veteran, you know, or whatever. Like, how many starts does he have? So you got two of your starting pitching coming down a big stretch to at least this one earlier. You need to back that up. I got to insert one more in there. The bullpen to get him right. You know, like, bummer's out. We only have no left-handers. Like, they're going to add more pitching for sure. Wow. Wow, you know what, Eric? Y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard it here first, folks. Uh, Eric is telling us that they're gonna add more pitching, and I just can't wait because White Sox Twitter is gonna fucking explode because they're gonna add a a, a second. They add a bullpen piece. It's gonna be like, oh great. Yeah, it's gonna be a fringe, a fringe starter that that that, that comes from uh, 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 Colorado. That's like. 35 years old, everybody was like, what the fuck is happening? Awesome. Um, but uh uh since you since you brought it up, go ahead and, and and let us know. So so once again, we're gonna be talking about gambling on the on the pod, and uh we are gonna bring eyes to you uh every week for for upcoming series and so on and so forth. So um Eric, go ahead and, and let me and Elise know what yeah, and, I, and it's just fun for me because I want to get your two thoughts because I know, like you both, like the faces you guys made, I wish they could have seen, people could have seen when I said that they picked the Lions over the Bears. Like I wish the universe could have seen the two faces you guys made. It was great. Oh, but no. Oh my Bulls. God. Don't go back to that. <laughs> the Bulls, the Bulls. Uh, so championship overall, 45 to 1. So 40 plus 4,500. So it's not bad. That's not bad. Not bad. Conference. Second choice. Behind Milwaukee, four. correct? Behind Milwaukee, plus 450. Okay. Oh, I so, like that. Not bad. I, I like that. I was making the fact that, that, that Zoe was not there for that playoff series, and they gave Milwaukee a good little run without their fucking deal of their, their floor general and, and a, 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 a beat-up team. Team was beat up. Yeah. So here, here's the one I don't think you will like. Eastern Conference champions. They got the Bulls eighth choice. Eighth? Eighth Behind who? Behind in order. Celtics, Bucks, Heat, Philly, Brooklyn, 
Toronto, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, no way. Toronto, no way. Hold on, hold on. Scoot them two back. Who did who did who did Toronto sign? Toronto signed somebody. No one. No one. They they signed. They ain't signed a lit. Nobody. No, 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 no. They they had a they had a a a a a, a signing. Hold on, at least. No, no. You gonna sit up here and tell me the Toronto Raptors? Because they're hyped about Scotty Barnes. That's it. Oh, they they signed. That's it. They ain't sign nobody. Not about no big name. And then we have Brooklyn that high because uh, KD and Kyrie are still currently on the team. Now, if KD gets traded, I'm pretty sure those odds will go down. Yeah, KD. But I think he'll stay. I don't. I don't think they trade him right away. The other team that was in front of us was who? Not Toronto. Uh, Toronto and Atlanta. Oh fuck. They were seven That's and, and Brooklyn was five. My point, <laughs> like I said, Toronto ain't signed nobody. They can move in down. Atlanta, I guess, because they signed DeJounte Murray, or, well, they traded for him. But even still, I don't think they're better than Chicago, even with the addition of DeJounte Murray. Um, yeah, they're crazy. So, no, I would put the Bears at, I mean, the Bulls at six. Yeah, they got them at eight, and it's uh, plus 2,000. It's like 100 bucks yeah, gets you 2,000. They win the uh, yeah, they're crazy. Eastern Conference Championship. They're straight crazy. Well, you know what? I I, I can see the odds makers. Um, you know, I think last year they had the, the Bulls winning 31, 30, 31 games. 31, 32 games. Yeah, something like that. So, like, you know, the odds makers are what they are. I picked the over. I won a little bit of money last year, so. Uh, I, I won way over. I actually predicted forty-five. They won forty-six. So right, I, I, I had I, I had them winning forty-nine games last year, and and, and with Caruso and Zoe getting hurt, that kind of hurt us. But um, I, 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 the way they were playing uh, at the turn of the new year, um, when Demar had game-winning shots, and back to back, back to back, uh, Indiana and uh, Washington D.C. The thirty first of December and the first of January. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's covered for this year. Then He's covered for this year. He had right it exactly. Crazy, right? But then to think about the fact that he 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 come in here and he's taking P Will under his wing and he said, "Hey P Will, uh, you come with me. We're going out to L A. We're going to train. I'm gonna train you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you with my guys." And then you see. Um, videos of the guys working out together, and I think that mm-hmm. us to be uh, way better than what people are thinking they're going to be. And um, you know, it, they did the same thing last year. They doubted them last year. Exactly, and they shocked a lot of people. That's why I'm like, okay, let let them let them poop on the bears. I'll be laughing at y'all when they win more than five games. I will be laughing. Right. Yeah, they don't have the NBA win totals out yet. I'm guessing you guys would know more, but I'm guessing because there's too many free agent stuff still probably yeah. out there to, yeah. to be resolved. To and camp has started that and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so here's the other thing. So, uh, Race Two Joint, right? We, we're happy to be a part of a, a community that we found online. Uh, some guys that we follow, some guys that we we interact with every day, and these guys have platforms, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna go ahead and put this out here right now. My guy Eric, my girl Elise, they're football 
knowledge. Their winning, their winning ingredients uh, are going to take us uh, to a certain place where I'm going to put this challenge out there right now to the Three Kings, to BGR, to uh, to the Three Point Stands, to uh, to the Socks on Tap, to uh, Greg Braggs and Braggs in the Stands, to my guys over there um, at the barroom. Um, Southbird Hitman. Southbird Hitman. I mean, I, the whole barroom network. You know, forget it. Uh, uh, Tape Never Lies guys. All of them. If y'all want to get a league going between us, we're ready. Right? And and and, and, and I just want y'all to know um, that this challenge is going to be put into a, a tweet real, real soon. Um, uh, Eric and Elise, how far out do y'all start looking at fantasy football? And how have you been successful? Uh, Eric, tell me how you've been successful uh, with fantasy football. And you know what? Take the last part of it when, when Elise goes. Come back and let me know how you know competitive fantasy football is as far as money is concerned. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I played you know my whole life. Um, I don't you know truly have a NFL team that I wear you know day in and day out. It's been more about the gambling aspect and the fantasy sports stuff for sure. Um, as far as when you started, you know, or whatever, like, was reading preseason rankings before the draft came out. And then what did the draft change from the preseason rankings? Um, I have several tools that I like to use and several strategies, but I'm not giving any of those away until after the draft. And I don't know if those guys will come. I don't know if they'll be okay losing to the new kids on the block, but I hope that they accept. I'm looking forward to working with Elise and you and uh, building a championship roster and then letting them know that we won't. I'm looking forward to it. So, so uh, Elise, go ahead. But I got a question for you guys with this fantasy. I could, I have one question, but go ahead, Elise. Okay. Um. So I actually started fantasy last year. Last year was my first year ever doing it, and it was so much fun. Um. I'm not gonna give any way t- any any tips away, but I will say I did win my my little championship. So everyone who challenges us, watch out, because I will be on your neck. Period. So, so um, I've, I've, I've played fantasy football a few times uh, over the years. Um, and I've actually won uh, when I was in the Army back in, you know, whatever year that was, 2014. No, I was playing 13 or 14. Anyway, um, so I won, but I never was really, like, like committed to it. But the aspect of the, 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 um, the live draft versus the the other kind of draft you can do because yeah you can oh it's like a uh i forget what they call it but they'll like pick your guys for you no no what's it what's it called eric yeah so you can just do like like a you you can do the live draft which we should set this up we should have it on a zoom spaces if we can like i don't know if we can figure out a way to have like mute and we all talk and we come back with our pick like draft war rooms and stuff that would be a fantastic show that'd be fun that'd be fun to put it on or whatever and like Maybe they, people can watch different channels at different times and see what we're talking about. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that that'd be interesting if we can pull off. But they can, you can do ones where you just it just goes it takes around your turn. There's no interaction. It's just I, I don't know how to say it. It's not simulated because you get to pick your turn, but you just go through on the deals or whatever and pick when it's your turn. But the live drafting is where stuff goes down. That's when it's fun. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's fun. I, I've done a live draft before, and I had a good time with the crew that I did it with. And uh, you know, some things were said, 
and some people were picked before other folks. And 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 I think that fantasy sports is fun, but how do you how do you monetize off that? I mean, not monetize, but how do you how do you make money off of it? Gambling? I don't I don't understand that aspect. That's I'm, I'm ignorant to that. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch of avenues you can go down. Like, uh, we'll do some stuff because I would love to pick your guys' brains on some of the stuff. But you can do single game fantasy. Like, I think the Bears got a Thursday night game. I think they're playing. I can't. I saw the orange helmet coming out today. Yeah. They're playing. Like, so, like, they'll have a single game out. You can go straight fantasy, single game, pick a quarterback that game, pick two running backs that game, either team, pick wide receivers that game. You can do single game stuff. But fantasy oh, yeah. football, mm-hmm. fantasy football, somebody had to look it up, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's over a billion dollar business a year. I guarantee it. Like, it's huge. At one point, I used to run anywhere between 15 and 20 teams a year. Um, through different stuff and through different leagues and different championships. And there's all the way from little entry fees with high payouts to big entry fees with huge payouts. Like it's it's fun. Um, I've cut back a little on the fantasy and do a couple super contests that I'm gonna ask you guys' help with throughout the year. I'm in the circus sports survivor pool. Um, every week I gotta pick a team that's going to win. No spread, but I can't use the same team twice. I gotta try to make it through the entire NFL season. Um, so that'll be fun. Then every week I got to pick five games in NFL against the spread. I'm in a, the uh, Circa Super Contest as well. So it'll be fun. And and so for me, yeah, that thank you uh, for clarifying that. I just, like I said, I'm not into fantasy sports. But like I said, we will be uh, a fantasy sports tape. You know, we'll, we'll be going through fantasy sports. Um, uh, at least you do basketball too? Yes, I do. Okay, so then I mean that that gives it that gives us a, a weekly type thing where um, you know we'll be talking fantasy sports because um, I remember when I was doing it heavily, I was on the wire every freaking day, looking to see somebody get cut, somebody comes up or whatever. Um, uh, injury report comes out on Wednesday or Thursday, and you're like, holy shit, my guy ain't gonna play. Um, on Sunday, I got to make a move, so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying to take to stay competitive. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I hope that the other uh, the other crews uh, take us up on our little um, uh, challenge that we have out there. I think it's going to be fun. I think they will. I think everybody, you know, we have a league and we just um, started up now. Is there is there a difference between ESPN, NFL, and whatever other leagues? That yeah, you- I mean, we can, we can ask them. I mean, if somebody's got something they want to set it up on, but uh, yeah. We can set it up. We can even yeah. commission it. We, we can run it. It's fine. I've mm-hmm. commissioned Because I did before. mine. I did mine on ESPN last year. Like I did. I did an ESPN fantasy league last year. So, okay. just I guess it's a matter of preference, honestly. Okay. Cool. 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 So yeah, I, I think that's gonna be fun. You know. You know what else was fun tonight? This show. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed us doing our first recording for our podcast, Race Duke Joint. Uh, I just, I'm excited about what we can uh, put together every week, bring together and, and put out um, as a team and the, the growing that we will do um, as a team. So um, I just think this is going to be awesome. I think that the the, the people that we know, especially our scumbags, uh, are going to enjoy listening to us. Uh, and, and I just want us to um, just just be happy that we even come together and put something together. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, uh, you know, Ray, I want to thank you for putting it together. Like, you were, you know, you were the man behind it. And Lisa, I've jo- enjoyed getting to know you as well. I'm looking forward to it as well. And you're right. You know what? This podcast isn't for us. It's not to listen to us speak. It is for the scumbag. So, like, if they have stuff they want to talk about or maybe guests they want us to try to find, like, I'm all about it. Like, I've got, you know, we've got some professional gamblers we can get on the board. we got some professional uh, baseball players we can get on the board. we got some professional poker players we can get on the board. i got some bourbon tasting guys we can get on the board, some cigar smoking guys, like we, whatever they want to talk about. Because ultimately, the juke joint, we open it. But it's open for everybody. Anybody, anybody wants to talk about anything they want to try to get down, we'll try to find somebody to talk about. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no. I hate y'all, but I'm doing this just because, you know. Why not? <laughs> no, nah, seriously though, I love y'all. Getting to know y'all and uh, you know doing this podcast is gonna be fun. Or you know, when I first like met you guys, I was kind of just you know scrolling through Twitter and they're like, try these spaces, and I was just like, okay, I'll just click on it like at random and just see what happens. And it kind of just became an everyday thing. So you know, I'm really excited and I can't wait to see where we go with. Then that's the fun part. You know what? Because I don't know about y'all. Matter of fact, I do know. People be, they'll, they'll hit us up like, yo, where the space at? Like, <laughs> I know. Like yesterday. Yeah. I mean, like, I was sitting there by myself for five minutes. I'm not waiting on y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think these, I think, I think that, like, you know, the fact that, you know, we started with a Twitter space and it has grown to what it is to where, you know, some nights we'll have, you know, 60, 70, 80 people in there. You know, right. maybe not at one time, but throughout the evening, we'll pop mm-hmm. in and, and have something to say. And it's just been fun to really get to know guys and, and the networking that has happened um, from that to where guys have met other people and they've become a part of, of, uh, of, of, of other things. And it's just been a really good thing. It's been very, very positive. It's something that is that is very much missing <laughs> let me get that word back very very much missing in the world today right it's very much missing the sense of uh people can actually have conversations can actually come together and and, and get to know one another on, on a level and then you know high and by as you pass by on the street you feel what i'm saying so i think this is going to be uh, a good thing Congratulations, Elise, Eric. Congratulations to myself for our first recording of our first podcast. I thank you guys. Um, this was fun. Anybody got so any- much fun? No, I I agree. I agree. Number one's done. One of many. One of many. One of many. You're on assignment next week, Ray. We need yeah, we need videos, man. photos, all that. All that. All of, the, of your time at the game. All of the, I think it's gonna be all a- the all the good. I think it's gonna be. I, I I really I can't wait to get out there and and when you walk into the rate, if you've never been to the rate, uh, when I say the rate, the guaranteed rate field in Chicago, if you've never been, the aroma of the onions or the polish just is. Hopefully, you have the good luck and we win. <laughs> yeah. Although it is the A's, so wafting. it's wafting. I like our chances. Yeah, it's it's wafting through the stadium, and it's like. You can't even go 10 feet without saying, I need a post. You know what I'm saying? I need, if, you, if you grew up in Chicago, you know what I mean. So um, I think there's a good chance you might be seeing a new White Sox player or two by the time you get there next Sunday. Really? So I'm going to de- de- trade that line's Tuesday. So like they, there's a good chance you, they might, you, might be, you might be seeing some new White Sox players, one or two. 
either way, if they have if they if they have south side on the front or socks on the front or whatever, and I don't even give them. I mean, I care about the names because there are people that I really love on that team, but the names uh, don't mean as much as the team to me. I, I agree. I, I, agree. I, I love my Bulls. I love my Bears. Um, I'm a fair weather uh, Blackhawks fan. I, I ain't going to hold you like I watched them back in the day uh, as a kid because they were on TV and then um, then when they start getting um, Hosa and, and Toes and Kane and Duncan Keith and uh, uh, what's my other guy's name right um, number seven number seven whatever Chelios? no not Chelios Chelios was one of them back in the day but no the, the other defensemen that was back there with um, Duncan Keith, um, but you know I, I watched them heavily when they was when they started to come together and win those few championships those years. So I'm a Chicago guy. Like I grew up on 79th and Vincennes and uh, 115th and Wentworth. So that's me. You know my parents didn't live together, um, and I was in between those two homes growing up, and that's me. I'm a Chicago kid and. I grew up loving the guys in Chicago because that's just what it is up here. So um, I can't wait to see where we go, Eric and Elise. Um, I can't wait to see where we take Ray's Duke joint. R A E. Ray, Elise, Eric, Duke joint. Yes, sir. Yep. Excited for sure. And with that, going to say goodbye. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And we'll Later. see everybody, what, Tuesday night spaces, right? Tuesday night spaces. Yep. yep. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Okay. Thanks, everyone.